Good morning and welcome. Sorry here for a second. I've got a little bit of a technical issue there. All right, got it worked out, thankfully. Good morning and welcome once again to Antioch West live virtual gathering number four as we are um, continuing to operate uh, in this manner. But I think by now we're all sort of kind of getting used to it, uh, maybe a little too used to it by now. You're all joining me today in your living room or maybe you're in your favorite comfortable chair with your coffee and you're relaxing. And so it's all different for us today uh, as we're learning to sort of um, – uh, deal with all of this and sort of learn how to uh, adjust to this newfound um, way of living that we're in right now. And uh, as at least for us here in Antioch West, um, we'll be doing this probably for a little while longer. So um, we're, we're, we're learning and you're learning and we're all sort of getting used to this, but welcome everyone this morning. Those of you that are a part of Antioch West, welcome. We're so glad you are here. We're so thankful that you're joining us. But more importantly, welcome to everybody that's been watching. We've got people that have been watching um, that maybe you're new to Antioch West and you're just getting connected to us. We're so glad you found us and uh, we're so blessed to have you. And for those of you that are watching us, even if you're not in our country, uh, we've had People watching from all over the world. We, a, we have had a good group watching from the Philippines. So if wherever you are today, wherever you are watching us from, we welcome you. We're so glad you're here. And uh, my prayer is that something or that's said or done here over the next few minutes will uh, minister to your heart and touch your life. And uh, that God, when, when all this is said and done, that God uh, would um, would touch your heart. And that if you don't know me, that when all this is done, you don't may not even remember my name. You may not even remember who I am or where I'm from, but that doesn't really matter. The most important thing is that when all this is done, that you remember the reality of who Jesus is and that he has touched your heart. So welcome, everybody. And um, we're so glad that you're here. We are working through all of this uh, technical. If you're a part of Antioch West, your um, your uh, life group today, your small group, your life group will be meeting virtually today. So hopefully you've got all those connections worked out. If you haven't, then you need to contact your life group, small group leader to make sure they have you connected on to the virtual platform so you can connect via Zoom. But maybe you're watching today today, and you're not a part of Antioch West, but you don't really connect anywhere and you're looking for some place that you can be connected to, especially right now in the season, and you're looking for somewhere that you can just have a a connection to the body of Christ. Maybe you're in an area where you don't have that. Maybe you're a place where you don't feel like you've got that connection. Uh, we'd love to be able to help you through that. You can join one of our um, our small groups uh, and be a place of connection. After we're done here this morning and I'm finished uh, this morning, we're, uh, they'll be facilitating the virtual presence, uh, the virtual presence, and um, you can interact with people and talk to people and share with them your experiences and get help on navigating through life and walking with Jesus. So, if you want to do that throughout the broadcast here, if you're watching us on Facebook, you'll see a little um, info that pops up there in the chat box that just gives you an email that you can email and let us know. Just say, hey, I looked to join a group. Maybe it's just right now during this coronavirus, and after this is all done. You go about your life. That's okay. We'd love to have you, but maybe we'll you'll find a home here, and you don't have to live in our area to be able to connect and find a spiritual home. We'd love to have you, and God's not limited by walls of a building. God's not limited by the boundaries of a city or a state. God's not even bound by the walls of a uh, or the, the the borders of a country. God is the same everywhere, and so uh, we just want to provide that opportunity. We know there's a lot of people out there right now that are looking and searching, 
and uh, we just want to give you that opportunity. So again, if you're watching us on Facebook, you'll see that info box. If you're watching us through another means, that is a very simple uh, email to remember. It's simply this, Antioch West at myantioch.org. You say Antioch West at myantioch.org. If you'd send an email there and just say, I want to join a virtual, I want to join a virtual group. We'll get you plugged in immediately into one of our, uh, life groups, small groups, and you'll be connected. And uh, you never know what God will do, uh, when all of this is said and done. But I wanted to kind of give you an opportunity because we've had several already that have done that. And uh, I'm sure more to come. And that's exciting, not because it's building sort of the brand of Antioch West. It's exciting that the fact that in the midst of all of this, we can find connection to the body of Christ, connection to God. And it doesn't have to come through a building. It doesn't have to come through a, a religion or a church organization that, you know what? God is able to do anything and connect in any way if we make ourselves available. So, Again, I might mention that here towards the end, but I wanted to get that out of the way here to start off with so that you uh, make sure uh, that um, for those of you that may want to do that, maybe you didn't even know that was a possibility and you're just hearing about that now and you think, well, that sounds interesting. I'm not really sure if I want to do that yet or not. That's fine, but we just want to provide that opportunity for you to connect with us and join together with us as we, uh, all of us really, uh, navigate this, uh, time that we are living in. The, I said this, I think last week, but I'll say it again, uh, today. The unique part about all this is that there is no one that is untouched by this current, um, crisis that we are facing in our world. There have been major crises that have taken place, uh, uh in the last 50 years that have touched us and eat in, in certain ways, but I don't know if there's been anything that has gone to this level because everybody here, uh, it's not just something you've watched on the news. It's not just something that you've, that you've read posts on Facebook or whatever. Every person in here, no matter if you're even, this, the, the beauty about this is you may not even be in this country right now, but every person in that's listening to me, your life has been uh, adjusted in some way. I think I read this and I don't know if, uh, if I get it wrong, please forgive me. I'm trying to remember the exact number, but I believe it said something like either a one, either a quarter or one third of the world's population was dealing with some kind of stay at home, uh, or lockdown policy. So uh, here we are in Maryland. We're currently in Maryland. Some of you are in other states, uh, but we're in Maryland. We're sort of in a sort of quasi stay at home, uh, not technically stay at home, but when you shut all of the businesses down, there's really no choice but to stay at home. So we're all learning to adjust with this and um, we're learning how to deal with this and we're learning how to operate our spiritual life in this time. We're learning how to operate our natural life. And so a lot of things happening at the same time. But in the midst of that, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. He's the same. And so um, if there's anything in your life that needs to be stable, the thing that needs to be stable the most right now is your walk with Jesus Christ and your connection to the body of Christ. If everything in your life right now is sort of up in the air and sort of chaotic, that needs to be stable because there is nothing more stable than a foundation of walking with Jesus Christ, that you can be in the midst of chaos, in the midst of fear, in the midst of worry, uncertainty, all the stuff swirling around you, but know that he is the anchor point, the foundation, the rock, whatever you want to say today, that's who Jesus is. So I invite you, if you are looking for some place to connect to right now, we would we would love to have you. That is not a sales pitch. That's not trying to build our brand. We're not going to tout that over the internet ways. Look how many people are joining our church. That's just simply our burden, desire to connect with people during this period of time to facilitate helping people navigate through this uh, season of life. And then after this is said and done, let's just see where the Lord will take it. Let's do this, if you will. Um, let's all just take a moment and... Um, the Bible says, and I've quoted it a bunch lately, uh, it's in the book of Zechariah, uh, there's a 
prophecy that goes forth, and the prophecy says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. More than ever before, more than ever before, we need the power of God's spirit to work and move. Right now, there are, I, I, I've said this and I'll say it again, uh, right now, there um, there are tons of hundreds of churches that are um, um, streaming live today. There is there are tons of individuals that are streaming live today. There are plenty of places you could go this morning to watch or listen to something. And if spiritual things aren't your cup of tea, you can go right now and go on YouTube and and um, go on Netflix or go on Disney Plus. There are many different avenues. I think I read that in Italy there were so many people on Netflix that they had to they had to throttle down the 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 streaming capabilities of Netflix to be able to keep up with the demand. And so right now we're all flooded with information. We're flooded with news. We're flooded with people with opinions. We're flooded with people talking. We're flooded with preaching and teaching and all the stuff that's out there. And it's not my desire today to say, well, it's Sunday, so you're forced to have to sit here and listen to me because it's Sunday. That's not my desire. My goodness, I'd rather be doing something else this morning than just going through the motions just to say we did the ritualistic obligation of a religion. I'm coming to you right now from my basement. This is I'm in my basement of my home. I've set up a little studio here. So I'm coming to you today not to just get the ritual aspects of religion out of the way, but I'm coming here today because I believe that if we come together today in a spiritual mindset that God can do something in and through our lives today. So I'm going to ask you if you would join with me just for a moment and let's just take a moment and ask Jesus to help us today. Number one, we need to bring our hearts together in alignment with him. And number two, we need to ask Jesus, say, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life today and through my life today, do that. Wherever you are, you may not even have any connection with us today at Antioch West, but maybe God will speak to you today and maybe God will use you today to speak to someone else a word of hope, a word of encouragement. But that's not done just because you read something or you listen to something and you regurgitate information. We are, my goodness, I mean, it's just, go, 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 just scroll through your Facebook feed right now and see how many people are probably live right now. If, 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 if that's the case, I am one of a thousand voices that are probably flooding the uh, Facebook pages that you're associated with at this time. I, I don't say that as a, I'm not, I don't say that in any negative way. The point I'm just trying to make is I'm not coming on here for 45 minutes or, uh, or so just to jibber jabber for a while just to say, well, I've done my duty. You've done our duties. Let's go on. I believe if we would let God do something today, there can be something amazing that happens right there in your living room, right there in your bedroom, right there, wherever you're watching. I believe God can reach through whatever avenue that we're watching this through. It can come out of my basement and it can come into your room because it's not me that's doing it. It's God. And God is the same, same here in my house as he is in your house. I don't serve a different God than you do, and you don't have a different God than I do. We have the same God, but the point is, are we going to get aligned with the same spirit? So let's ask God to do that right now, if you would join with me. Father, I thank you today. I love you. I give you praise and glory and honor today, for you are so great, and you are so greatly to be praised. Lord, I pray right now, you see every person that's watching this. You see those that are watching this live. You'll see those that are going to watch this later. For whatever reason, they have stumbled across this broadcast today, God, whether they're a part of Antioch West or maybe they're just scrolling Facebook and they're scrolling the Internet and scrolling YouTube and somehow they found this today. God, you have ordained this moment. You've ordained this moment in all of eternity, this moment, because I believe that you want to touch hearts, heal hearts, mend hearts. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that words that I speak would not be the words of a man. They would not be the words that come out of my intellect, but they would be words that are filled with spirit and life. The, your word said, God, that your word is spirit and life and truth. I speak in Jesus' name today that the words that are spoken today would be life, 
spirit and truth. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor and all the thanks. For you are great and you are greatly to be praised. I worship you and magnify you and exalt you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, praise God. Let's just do that if you would. I know it's a little awkward and we're all sort of, my goodness, it's about, it's, I think it's time for us to just get over the awkwardness of it. And, and let's just take a moment, if you can, right where you are, and let's just tell God what we think about him. Use your own words. You don't have to use my words. Just tell God. Maybe you say, God, you're awesome. You know, God, you're, you're great. Whatever comes to your mind, just tell God for a moment what you think about him. He wants to hear what you have to say today. He wants to hear what your opinion of him is today. So let's just take a moment right where you are. You don't have to yell it, but I would suggest it wouldn't just be in your mind that you'd speak it out. Maybe you're watching with somebody today. You don't have to yell, but maybe just a, maybe just a whisper if you don't feel comfortable doing this uh, very loud because people are watching with you. But if we would all take a moment, let's just tell God what we think about him. Can we do that, Father? You are great. We worship you. I magnify you. I exalt you. You are so awesome, God. You are doing so many amazing things. And God, there's no way possible that I could express in words how great you are. Even in the midst of all of this kind of chaos and crisis we're living with, you are great and your name is great and you are great and your power is great and your love is great and your mercy is great and your your grace is great and I give you praise and I give you glory and I give you honor and I lift your name above every name. I exalt you and magnify you because you are awesome. You're awesome and I give you praise and I give you glory and I give you honor and give you thanks. Praise God. Praise God. I want to share something with you today that I don't feel like is just a neat little thought or just uh, the thought of the, the, the word of the day. I do believe what God has laid on my heart today is for those of you that are watching this morning and that those of you that are, for whatever reason you have tuned in today, I believe that it is a divine appointment. I believe God has brought you to this moment and God has placed us here at this time because God wants to talk to you. So if you would, just for the next few minutes, would open up your heart and you would sincerely just say to Jesus, Jesus, would you talk to me today? So I want to bring your attention. I actually, excuse me, I actually use this scripture uh, in the first uh, couple of weeks that we were in this um, virtual um, facilitation once we got um, once we were no longer allowed to meet I used this verse several times and I want to bring our attention back to it today and I want to go sort of the last couple of times I've used it I kind of went this way but today I want to use it and we're going to go this way a little bit so uh, Luke chapter 6 there's actually several references in scripture to this particular story I happen to like Luke's take on it a little better it's a little more descriptive Luke chapter 46, uh, chapter 6 and verse 46. I'll slow down here to make sure I get that out. Luke 6 and 46. So if you're not watching on your phone and you want to follow along, I'm reading out of the New King James Version. It says this, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep, now get this, dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on earth without a foundation, against which the streams beat, the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. One thing about this scripture that I really love um, is the fact it's very easy to kind of see the difference between the two. It doesn't take a theological degree. It doesn't take a dictionary. It doesn't take any great revelation from God to see that there is obvious differences in this story as Jesus contrasts these two situations. One was built on the rock, one wasn't, and both experienced the same circumstances, 
but the outcome was quite differently. And the reason why the outcome was quite differently is because of the foundation in which it was built upon. I love Luke's description because Luke makes the statement that he dug deep. He dug deep. He didn't lay a foundation. It wasn't the foundation that was the key, but it was how deep the foundation was and what the foundation was resting upon. The guy that built on the sand could have easily built the foundation, but if he had built the foundation on the surface, it would not have stood. So Luke gives us two very important clues is he built a deep, dug deep, dug deep. And second of all, he built that foundation on the rock. And so I want to use sort of those two key points there about digging deep and also digging to the point you find that solid ground as sort of the starting point for where I feel like the Lord is going to take us today. Because uh, we could have sort of, uh, well, a lot of us, I think, can have the attitude uh, during this period of time that, you know, there's a part of this that really, it's it's it stinks. Um, life has been completely disrupted. Most of us are, are pretty much confined to our homes. Maybe you have a situation that you are now in isolation, you're in quarantine, you're in some kind of even further extreme situation than just being at home. And um, we're all dealing with this and we're struggling with it and we have our own take on it. Each one of you probably has your own experience and opinion. But there's an underlying part of this as well that, you know, let's just hunker down and let's wait it out and let's see um, if We'll just wait for it to pass, and when it's all over, we'll just kind of put our lives back together, and we'll just move on, and next thing you know, by Christmas, all this coronavirus will be just a long-lost memory. I don't believe, number one, that God wants that to be the case, and number two, I think that's a very foolish way to look at it, because the point that is being made in this passage of Scripture is, is that both Believers and non-believers, both acting Christians and passive Christians, we all experience the same type of circumstances. Now, they may come in different packages. Obviously, right now, we're all experiencing a unique circumstance that's common to all of us. But when this is all said and done, we're all going to have different circumstances. Some of you are going to lose people dear to you. Some of you are going to lose jobs. Some of you are going to go through financial situations, personal situations, emotional situations, physical situations. We're all going to deal with our own struggle, our own situation when all this is over. There won't be as much commonality of experience. You won't be able to go to the store. I was in the store yesterday. The guy behind me uh, we were just sort of chatting it up and it was just very unique because it's very easy to talk right now to anybody because all you have to do is just share the common experience that we're all dealing with. And so, um, you can kind of have the attitude of, well, it's just, you know, let's just kind of get through all this and, and, and let's just kind of hunker down and all be over. I'm still getting a paycheck and you now basically I'm just getting to hang at home and get paid to do it. So it's not that bad. But here's the problem with any of this is that if we're not careful, what this crisis doesn't do, then the next one will do. And I'm not talking about a global pandemic or some kind of catastrophic world event. I'm talking about you right now, just you. Not talking about a global, let's get out of the global aspect of this or the national aspect of this or the statewide aspect of this. Let's just get all that and put it aside and let's just talk about you right now. If this is not your crisis, and maybe you've done very well through all this, maybe this hasn't affected you, maybe you're having the time of your life. I mean, if you're an introvert, you're, this is your type of, you know, virus, right? You're at home, you don't have to go out, you don't have to talk to people, you are in, you're in your personal, you know, bliss. But if this is not your crisis, the next one may be. And if that's not it, then the one after that. But somewhere in your life, there's going to be something that comes that's going to reveal to you what is going on inside of you. There's going to be. That crisis may be brought on to you by someone external to you, or it may be brought on by something internal to you, but somewhere in this, uh, it's going to happen. I read this and I'm not a, I'm not a medical person and I even hesitate to, uh, 
to even bring this up because I haven't, I'm no, I've, I, I have no expertise to be able to lend my opinion on the subject. So I readily admit that I'm reading what someone else wrote. I'm not entirely sure if it's 100% accurate. So if you're in the medical field and this is not what's true, please understand that in no way am I giving a medical opinion. I'm just offering something that I read that I found to be quite interesting. And that is this, that this virus, the thing that's very concerning about this virus and the reason why we have gone to the links we have uh, to protect people from this virus is the fact that if you have a pre-existing medical condition, that this virus can be very deadly to you. That if you have something going on in your body, if you're not in optimal health, if you have a, uh, if you're dealing with some kind of uh, compromised immunity system, if you're dealing with some kind of a uh, situation that's going on in your body prior to this, that this virus will attack your weaknesses. It goes to your weaknesses. So a lot of you have made choices in your life because you fit that category. Um, there's some that are even a part of Antioch West. Uh, uh, he's probably watching today. Andrew, uh, we love you, buddy. But Andrew uh, Nielsen is a part of Antioch West. And several months ago, he had a kidney transplant. And right when all this started happening, I mean, before the governor even said anything, he got a call from his doctor said, you're going to your room and you're not coming out till I tell you. And so we've got people like that. Andrew, by the way, we love you. We're praying for you. Hang in there, buddy. Uh, but we've got all this stuff happening. And so if you have this, uh, if you have a preexisting medical condition, it's, um, it's scary times. It's, it's dangerous times. It's deadly times. But I read this and I thought this was fascinating that the thing about this virus is not just if you have something you know about, but this virus can expose the things you don't know that you have. So some of you may feel like you're in optimal health and they said if you get the virus, it could expose underlying issues. Now, I'm not here today to freak you out and panic you. I, I mean, I guess I could start, I guess next week, by the time we talk next week, I'll be coming to you in this manner somehow, some way. We're social distancing. Please, please pray for my wife. She's just off camera here and I happen to be a a sprayer, a spitter when I talk. So pray for her because I'm hoping everything falls short of her, but I'm not saying any of this to freak anybody out or panic you to, you know, or to arise new fears in you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm trying to illustrate a point. The point is this, is that if you have preexisting conditions or you have underlying conditions, you don't know about that. This is going to bring it out. Now let's take Corona and COVID-19, and let's put it in a nice little box right now. Let's sit over to the side. I think we've talked about it enough. This is not unique to the situation we're in. Because you see, all crisis, all difficulties, all storms, all pressures, all circumstances, everything that we deal with in life attack our pre-existing conditions or expose conditions in our life we did not know we had. It's going to expose us. Life is going to expose your weak areas. I don't care how many self-help books you read. I don't care how many inspirational things you see on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. I don't care what you, where you go today to get inspiration or get some kind of self-help motivation. My God, everybody right now is some kind of motivational expert. It's ridiculous. Everybody's got some way, 10 ways to get through this, five ways to get through this, three ways to get through this, 30 days to a better you, go out of this better than you came in. All this is kind of swirling around. But the thing about crisis and life and just living life in this world we live in and relationships and dealing with things and pressure and job and finances and emotions – it's going to reveal your weak areas. But here's the problem, right? Here's what we do. We don't deal with the weak areas. We try to make ourselves immune or insulated or isolated from the low places. 
And so we do whatever we can to escape in a place of life where we don't have to deal with pressure. We don't have to deal with storms. We don't have to deal with circumstances. We don't have to deal with crisis. We don't have to deal with unforeseen things that pop up. We try our best to control our environment. We're trying to control everything. And so we control our relationships. We keep people at distances. We try to control our, 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 our financial being. We, we save, we invest, we do all these things. And, and not saying that none of that's bad. I'm not saying, you know, you, you put all your money in your mattress. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is we, a lot of us go to the extreme of we control everything. We try to control. So if I don't have a man, I got to get a man. If I have a man, I got to get a new man. If I have a wife, I got to get a new wife. If I don't have a wife, I got to get a wife. If I got kids, I don't need kids. If I don't have kids, I need kids. We got all these things that we're trying to use or do. If I don't like this job, get a new job. I hate my boss. Love this boss. I hate my job. I hate my job. I love, I mean, there's, there's always stuff that's floating around and we can go, ah, what can we do to change it? I, I don't want to change it. And so the, the, the fallacy of our world is the fact that you can change your life and make it better. I'm going to break it down to you right now. I'm not, this is going to make you feel better. That's a lie. Cause that's a lie. Then life is really unfair because some of us have been dealt cards. We weren't dealt. We just got dealt. A bad car hand, and if that's the case, I'm looking across the table and going, "Okay, you're sitting with a f- with a full house or a royal flush, and I'm sitting with a pair of twos. How did that happen?" And then we go, oh, "Well, God's not fair. Well, that's not fair. Why did God do that and not leave me here? I'm holding nothing. I'm just going to fold." Oh, Kenny Rogers, God bless him. Got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. You're sitting here going, I've been dealt with this. And so what do you do? Well, I got to get a new hand. I got to change this. I got to change that. And the fallacy of it is somehow you can fix this by making your life better. People move. I want to move here, go here, get this job here, get this, do this, do that. It's a mirage. Do you know what a mirage is? Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm not giving you anything great and com- com- uh, profound here. What's a mirage, right? Mirage is you see something and it appears real, but when you get to it, you realize it wasn't. It was just an image that created a reality that wasn't truth. We are addicted to chasing mirages. We are addicted to going on. I mean, I think in some ways, and my, again, I'm not a social media bas- uh, a, 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 a basher. I'm on it. Come on, we're on Facebook right now. I'm not against social media. This is not raise your right hand. I therefore swear not to go on social media. That's not the point I'm making right now. The point I'm making is is that, come on, let's be honest. Facebook, in a lot of ways, is a mirage. There's so much stuff on Facebook that's so bizarro. You ever heard the term clickbait? People go to extremes on social media to get you to click that little like button, to subscribe, do whatever they do. And they do dumb things. My kids, man, uh, they're watching right now. Um, they better be watching right now. They better be. Um, um, my kids, they go on YouTube and watch, you know, kids doing this and they, you know, dad, can we do the, you know, the, can we do the jalapeno challenge? Dad, can we squirt jalapenos and, and see who can last the longest? I'm like, no. But dad, I watched somebody on YouTube. They did the jalapeno challenge. You put a jalapeno in your mouth, you close your mouth, and see who can last the longest. I'm like, no, that's not reality. Because when the camera turned off, you didn't realize their parents had to take them to the hospital because they were all jacked up. But dad, I got to do the jalapeno challenge. Uh, it's a mirage. Mirage. My goodness, they were, I don't know, whatever channel they watched, this was a while back, they did something like the toothpaste challenge. We had toothpaste everywhere. Toothpaste. We, we came home one time and, and we noticed there was a sheen on our children. And my wife looked at it and said, what are y'all doing? Cause it looked like they were just absolutely drenched with sweat. And she looked at our two youngest. She said, what are y'all doing? She said, they said, we were having a dance challenge. We were dancing. Like, we, you know, cause obviously it's something they had saw on some video, some, some kid dancing. We were doing a dance challenge. And this is what happened. They said, we wanted it to look like we were sweating. So they took Vaseline, thick Vaseline, and they smeared it all over themselves. So it had the appearance of them sweating because of something they saw on YouTube and they wanted to be like YouTube. 
Oh, was that the night? Oh, my goodness. We got through that crisis. That crisis revealed some underlying issues. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. We had, there was Vaseline everywhere. I don't know if you have Vaseline where you're at, but have you ever had Vaseline? That stuff doesn't come off. I mean, once it's on there, it is on there. And man, we had Vaseline everywhere. Because social media has even enhanced this whole mirage that we're living in a life that's just a mirage. It's not reality. You can't control life. You cannot insulate yourself from problems. You cannot insulate yourself from heartache. You cannot insulate yourself from hurt. And I, I, I'm going to tell you straight, I'm not giving you a gospel of insulation today that says if you come to God and you turn your life over to God, that he's going to make all of your life perfect. You're never going to have to go through anything again, and your life's going to be a utopia, and everything's going to be better for you. That's baloney. If any preacher today is telling you that or anybody that you're listening to online is telling you that, you need to turn that off ASAP because that's not even from God. I don't care what way they justify it. I got list after list after list of people in the Bible that had some messed up lives. So let's just lay it at that, okay? Let's establish I can't make my life good enough to insulate myself from exposing my existing conditions or my underlying conditions I don't know about. So what am I left with? Well, I'm left with this. I've got a heavenly father that doesn't want to just come and deal with my circumstances, my storms, my crisis, my pressure. He wants to deal with the existing conditions or the underlying conditions that are in your life today. That's what he wants to do. There's a story in 2 Kings chapter 4. I won't read it today. I'll just give you the quick version of it. There's a widow woman, and um, she was sort of down to her last uh, straw. She was deep in debt. In fact, she had reached a point where the only thing left she had to do was to sell her two sons off into slavery to pay her debt. The prophet Elijah shows up and says to her, what do you have in your house? She said, I don't really have anything in my house but a little jar of oil. He said, I want you to do this. Go borrow every vessel you can. Go everywhere you can and get vessels and take them to your house. And so she went and she got all the vessels she did. She'd emptied them out. She put them together. She brought them to her house. And the Bible says this. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons and who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then, so the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God and said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. So here she is, right? She has no, uh, no ability to pay off her debt. She's at the point now where she's so bad off. She's about to sell her sons. The prophet shows up and says, what do you have? She says, I got this little jar of oil. That's all I've got. It's not worth much. He said, go get all the empty things you can handle and bring them to your house. She did that. Her sons went out, got all these empty jars. She came back. She started pouring out the oil out of this little container. Next thing you know, the more she poured, the more it came. She filled all of the pots that she had. And the Bible says, that when all the empty places were filled, that the oil stopped. And the prophet said, go sell it, pay off your debt. Whatever you have left over, you can live off of. The fact is this, that our desire for God comes from our empty places. Desire for God comes from our empty places. That God today wants to fill up our empty places. God today wants to touch you in your empty places. The Bible says this, 2 Timothy chapter 2, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. 
free from youthful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who are called of the Lord God, the Lord out of a pure heart. What am I trying to say today is I'm saying today that God is calling you. God is looking and you're calling out to God from your empty places. So you say, well, why, why, do, why is that not working? Well, let me tell you why. I brought some friends to help me today. Let me introduce you to Mr. Off. Let me introduce you to uh, currently caffeinating. Um, and uh, Dixie. And I thought I had another one here. Who else do I have here? Um, I have, yeah, I've got three. Three, three people I'd like to introduce you to today. So I want to tell you a little bit about each one of these, uh, if I can. And um, let's give it a little bit of personality here. We can. I love being at home. I have plenty of props to play with. I don't know if you can see that. It might be a little. Yeah, there you go. You can see that. All right. Uh, uh, currently caffeinating is the name of this cup. These all came from my wife's uh, supply. So thank her for letting me use her stuff. Currently caffeinating has apparently not have any caffeine, and so they got a little bit of frown. So I can get that straight there so you can see it. So we got uh, that. And then finally we got uh, Dixie over here. And, um, oh, Dixie is sort of indifferent. Let's just give... Oh, Dixie, just a flat face there. Okay. These are my three little friends today I'd like to illustrate for you today. We've got uh, Mr. Off and Mr. Caffeine and Miss Dixie here. These are three individuals I'd like to introduce you to today because these are all vessels, different vessels, different shapes. You see, the problem was is that um, – Mr. Off, he had some issues in his life that um, he brought on himself. And so he has experienced some different things in his life that have brought certain aspects of pain and hurt in his life. Some areas of his life have been cut wide open. Some areas of his life have been damaged. And so now he's dealt with some things and damages in his life. Not sure if you can see that. And um, currently caffeinating, they've had some really difficulty here, and they've really sort of really had some tragic moments that started when they were a child that sort of just ripped at their fabric, and they've never really known what it's like to be whole. They're just sort of somewhat together. And... Um, and Dixie over here, she's really been through it. It started with just a few little simple pokes here and there that she learned to kind of cope with. But as life has sort of added up, the more she's dealt with, the more life has just absolutely shredded her existence. I know this is a very simple illustration today. Bear with me. So guess what these all do? They either do several things. They sort of just learn to live like this because, well, you know, this is the way it is. It's the hand I was dealt. It's the cards I deal with. And we learn to sort of deal with this. And so what do we do? We sort of turn ourselves and we hide our imperfections from everybody because we know that they're there. You can kind of see that. I'm not sure how well that shows up on camera, but you can kind of see that there's a pretty significant hole there i'm trying to see if i can there's a pretty significant hole uh, so what do we do we try to hide that from everybody so they can't see it some of us are so broken and so messed up that there is no hope of hiding it from anybody we are completely shredded so we just accept and embrace it and actually some of us we start using it as an identity well that's just you know we we kind of we kind of embrace the factor i guess to some you know brokenness is the new is the cool thing right i'm so messed up but that's the cool thing about it and then others really were so finely cut that you really honestly can't really see the hurt in our lives because from a distance and obviously watching here on camera i'm trying to see if i, I can't even see it here on my screen you can't even see the fact that 
there's slices and cuts. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fourteen different cuts in this cup. You can't see any of them. The cup knows it's there, but you don't see it. And all of these are no big deal as long as they stay cups. There's they're just there's no big deal. And you know, we can we can kind of sort of deal with it this way and um um we can kind of learn to kind of adjust to it. By the way, I love being at home because I have all my props sort of right next to me. I love this. This is, this is so we have life, right? So we get a career, we get a job. And that job comes along, and guess what that job does? It sort of helps cover up some of the hurt a little bit. And well, we're sort of somewhat functioning. Now I can I can show the world a little bit. You can see my eyes, they're there, but I'm sort of covering up. And then, you know, we we search for relationships or we search for things around us because we're really broken and we're really messed up. But if we can get enough stuff in our lives that work and now this sort of starts to build some semblance of it's not the optimal thing, but we learn that it's it's okay. It works. It does the job for, I guess, to a degree. And so we just sort of um, figure out ways to kind of make it work, right? We just patch our relationships together and circumstances, career, success, money, whatever it might be. And the reason why we're doing that is because we're broken and we're hurting and we're fragile, but yet if we put enough things in our lives, we can sort of hold ourselves together, right? Look at that beautiful artwork there. Isn't that beautiful? Watch out, Martha Stewart. I'm coming for you. Look at that beautiful artwork. So now we've got somewhat of a functioning cup. Yeah, we know inside it's got some broken places. We know inside it's got some things that aren't quite uh, um, the way they need to be. But, you know, it's um, it's functional. It works, okay? It works all right. And so it's okay. And over here to my side here, again, I love this because I got all these cool little props. Got my kids' Legos. See, when you are dealing with life and you've kind of learned how to function in your imperfection and you learn how to function with your existing condition, then life comes along and, you know, you can fill yourself up with stuff and you can fill you up with uh, all kinds of different things. And you know what? To a degree, it actually works. These cups are pretty... Uh, pretty messed up but if you would notice here that they actually still kind of work they work to hold all of this sort of stuff they they're they're still working to a degree and so you can even feel somewhat productive in your life you can even feel somewhat satisfied for a degree because you can say look my life's working it works it's great look what i did look 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 everybody i'm successful I've, I've, I've beaten life. Life tried to knock me down, but I looked life, life right back in the eyes and I said, life, I've got your number. And we kind of look, we feel justified, vindicated. Because look, you know what? You know, life gave me lemons and I laid, I made lemonade. So now it's functioning. Look at that. So now we've got Cups that have been hurt, cups that have been abused, cups that have been sliced and diced. But hey, guess what? They're holding function. Some better than others. This little cup here, he, he, she's doing okay. She looks pretty good. Look, no, no, no visible damage to her from the eye. Um, and, and this cup has been through a lot. Um, I mean, it's held together here by uh, uh, just a whole bunch of tape. But, hey, you know what? It works. And uh, this cup over here, it's just got a few little bumps and bruises. But, it, it, you know, it did the job. And we're functioning. And our life seems somewhat together. And it's okay. And it works. And we can be happy and content to what we think. And we can say, everybody, hey, everybody, look, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I come on here and I say, you know, God's trying to tell you today he wants to help you. And you're going, yeah, but why do I... I mean, look, my, 
It's okay. My life's okay. And so if that's your attitude today, you're right. You're going to just listen to me for the next five, ten more minutes, and you're going to turn me off. You're going to go about your day, and that is going to be all you hear about me. And long after you forget these three cups, your life will just keep going on. And the crisis, coronavirus, or whatever else comes in your life, it will just be a bump along the road because you've learned how to just... And every once in a while, you might say, well, I don't feel so secure, so... Better throw another piece of tape on there and, ooh, I don't like that. I don't like to feel that. And maybe you just need a little more. Oh, I need some more security in my life. And so, man, every once in a while, you just throw some tape on there. Makes you feel better, right? And, you know, let's go get a new car. Let's go get a, a new new outfit. Let's go get a better house. We'll throw some more tape on here and make it work. And so we we get enough tape on here. Look, we can – I mean, there is even some stability to this cup, even though I almost cut it completely in half. Look, it's got – I mean, it can handle a little bit of shaking, but it's not doing what it was designed to do. You don't go to the store. Maybe you can use it, obviously. But when you walk down the aisles, where'd you get these? Walmart? My wife got these from Walmart. And when you go down the Walmart aisles, you don't go, hell, I'm looking for Lego holders. Oh, there's some Dixie cups. When you bought these, like my wife bought them, you bought them for what purpose? You bought them because each one of these, I don't have them, each one of these comes with a lid. They come with a lid. And um, I don't have the lid, but they're coming with a lid because they were built, they were designed, they were manufactured to hold coffee. Now, are these functioning? Sure. Is there anybody out there right now that would like to use one of these as a coffee cup? Well, but why wouldn't you? It still has the same look as a coffee cup. It still has sort of the same appearance as a coffee cup. Why wouldn't any of you want to use this as a coffee cup? The reason why you would say that is because it's got some pre-existing conditions. So even though its function was built to hold coffee, and even though you might know where the coffee cup is right now, I know where my wife's Keurig is right at the top of the stairs. You go around the corner. It's right there on her little coffee station. She's got a Keurig. But I'm telling you right now, it would not be a good day if I went up there and put a little K-cup in there, hit the button, and poured co- coffee into this because it's going to be a hot mess real fast. Why? Because pre-existing conditions. So the only function you can find in this cup is to try to satisfy it by using it for something it wasn't built for. And the problem is, if you put enough things in it, you can actually justify that everything's okay, even though you're not functioning the way you were built by God to function. But you've learned how to cope with life and fill your life up with stuff that you know it's not really what you were built for, but you're okay because you're functioning. And every once in a while, if you need a few more things to tape, you'll do that. But you've just learned that this is just the way life is. Can I tell you today, somebody, if you've lasted with me this long can you hear what i'm about to say that god did not build you to carry legos god did not build you to function as some kind of pin holder god built you to carry his power his presence and his spirit in you but you can't be filled with him if you've got pre-existing things in your life that keep you from functioning the way you need to function so the first thing you got to do is you need to pour out some stuff in your life. You need to get rid of some stuff in your life. You need to pour it out. You need to empty out your life. You need to say, God, I'm giving out all this stuff that I have poured into my life that have, that have, that have given me a, a false sense of, of, of satisfaction that give me a false identity. Yeah, there was a there was a relationship. Look at my little man right here. He's a good looking fellow right there. He even got a suit on. Look at that. Little fellow right here. He's I've got I've got security. I got relationships and uh and and uh you know I this is a piece of a car, looks like low windshield here. So I've got cars and I've got another car here and you know I've got uh some kind of barrel thing here, so I've got you know stability and and look, I got an airplane wing, so I can even travel the world. I've got all these things in my life that I use to justify my life's purpose, but I'm really not functioning for the true purpose. 
So I can say to you today all I want, but if you don't recognize the fact that you have some pre-existing conditions, it's not really going to change anything. Because when it's all said and done, guess what? You're going to go, you're going to shut me off later today, and you're going to go back and you're just going to pick up some things and put them back in your life. Put it back in your life and, oh, yeah, ooh, this coronavirus is coming. Oh, the coronavirus, coronavirus. And, yeah, you might lose a few things. But guess what? Coronavirus is going to go away. Guess what? going to happen. You're just going to pick up some more stuff. By Christmas time, boy, you're going to be so filled up again. You're going to feel so just life is good. Life is normal. Life is great. Look at me. The problem is when you go and you want to connect with Jesus Christ, you can't connect because you're not being used for what he made you to be. You've got to pour out all of this stuff that you've used in your life to justify. Even things others have put in your cup. Even things you've thought were the answer. And you've got to say, God, I know I wasn't built to hold Legos. And then you've got to realize, but God, I don't feel like I'm able. Because look at all the things in my life. But you know what the beauty about all of this is? That God and his power and his love doesn't want you to stay like this. He wants to make you whole and new again. You can choose. Well, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You can choose to live your life like this and function at your best capacity and just say that's the way it is. Or you can let God right now make you whole. I don't have any liquid here, but here's the beauty. I wouldn't dare do this with this cup. Look at that. There was no worry or hesitation to use this cup for its purpose because it's whole. I can even use it to satisfy. You may have things that you don't even realize you have. They're so thinly cut. You may say, well, I'm okay. Yeah, but when life comes and tries to pour things in you, you're going to realize there's some pre-existing conditions that God wants to make you whole. Or you might be like this fellow here. You might have learned to adapt to life and it's okay for you. But this is not what God's called you to be. He's called you to be whole. So what are you today? Is this who you are? And if that's who you are to want to be, then that's where you're going to be. But knowing that's not what God built you to be. He's made you to be this. You might say, well, I'm okay with this. It's the way it is. I'll be fine. That's not what God wants you to know today. He wants to know he loves you. He wants you to be like this. You might say today, well, I don't really know what, what's, what's really wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. Well, just wait till you get some stuff poured into you. The holes in you will be revealed really quickly because God wants you to be whole. You got a choice today. All of the stuff you can deal with or you can let God make you whole. Choice. What you're feeling right now, I feel God. I mean, I'm feeling God right now. Reach out for somebody right now. Because you've come into this coronavirus, and this is your life. And all you're trying to do is just hoard enough stuff during this virus, during this situation, to weather the storm so that you can go back and you can function. But what if in this whole thing, God is trying to get you to empty out so that he can make you whole. What are you going to be today? You want to keep using the tape method of your life? You know what? Fine. This week, you know what? Go to Home Depot, man. This is where I got this. Get you a big, fat, thick roll of it. Actually, I think my wife got this. Get you a big, fat, thick roll of this and just I mean just have a ball this week I mean you'd be like you know what I'm gonna listen to that preacher he don't know what he's talking about I'm gonna listen to that guy I don't care I got this thing figured out and you know what you're gonna do this week you're gonna determine I am going to show everybody how much I can do it you just wrap yourself up I mean just keep wrapping I mean just have yourself a ball 
Make it so that you can just absolutely insulate yourself from everything and look and look. And then you're, you're going to come back and you're going to go, see, man, I told you I got this. Really? That's what Jesus meant when he said, I come to give you life, life more abundantly. He hasn't come to give you a better tape. He's come to make you whole. Could you right now, right where you are sitting, just be willing to take a moment and examine the fact that, yeah, God, you're right. Boy, I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not functioning the way you've called me to function. And would you let God begin to make you whole today? Father, in the name of Jesus, every person that is watching right now, I believe you've brought them to this place for a purpose. You've brought them to this broadcast for a purpose. You brought them to this Facebook live stream for a purpose because you're trying with everything to, to minister and touch to them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak a spirit of healing and wholeness to come right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to every wound of every heart that is watching this broadcast. And I say, be whole in Jesus' name and be healed. I speak it in the name of Jesus. I speak to the broken places. I say, be whole. I speak to the empty places and I say, be filled. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I speak it right now. In Jesus' name, I say, be healed and be whole right now in the name of Jesus right where you are if you would just begin to reach out into Jesus I can feel the love of God beginning to penetrate this I know I've been going for about an hour now and you're ready to get off and do something else but I'm telling you right now if you would just close your eyes and begin to connect to Jesus there is a spirit of healing that's coming right now to your living room there's a spirit of healing right now that's coming into your bedroom if you would just receive it right now God can make you whole right now in Jesus name I speak a miracle of healing I speak a miracle of wholeness right now in the name of Jesus according to your faith so be it unto you I say be whole and be healed I bind up the wounds I bind up the hurt I bind up the pain I bind up the disappointment I bind up the broken places and I say be whole in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I say from this day moment be whole from this moment be whole at this time in Jesus name be whole be whole that you would be able to fulfill the purpose that you are a vessel chosen of God called of God to be filled with his spirit right now just do it just begin to receive it I can feel it I know some of you are probably thinking this is the kookiest thing ever that's okay you be cookie I'll walk with Jesus God is doing something right now. I can feel it in the spirit. God is bringing some healing right now. God is bringing some wholeness right now into some lives that walked into coronavirus broken, but you're going to walk out healed. And it's not going to be because you wore a mask. It's not going to be because you found out some magic immune way to handle a quarantine or self-isolation. It's because you're going to reach out and touch the hand of the healer, touch the hand of the master. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know who's left watching, if anyone's left watching, but I'm telling you, whoever you are that's watching, God is trying to bring healing into your heart. Would you just receive it? Come on, receive it right now. Just begin to receive it. Father, let it be right now. No one has to touch you. No one has to lay hands on you. No one has to be there. No special minister has to do anything. It's just you and Jesus, maybe in the privacy of your home, the privacy of your bedroom. It's just you and nobody's got to know. You don't even have to go out and post it on Facebook. God did this. No, no, no. It's just you and Jesus. It's a private moment between you and him. He's ministering to you right now if you would just let him. He got a God, I know you're healing right now. I can feel it. I can feel virtue flowing. I can feel healing flowing. God, I pray right now you would penetrate every wall of doubt. You would penetrate every wall of fear. You would penetrate every wall of unbelief. And right now, by the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost, I speak 
a word of healing. I speak a word of wholeness and I say, be healed and be whole in the name of Jesus. You don't even have to be watching this live to be healed. If you're watching this broadcast and you've come late in the game, this is not about the moment in time. This is about the God, not the moment, but the God of the moment. God's the same whether you're watching this right now on Sunday morning or you're watching it on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. God is bringing healing right now if you would just accept it. Come on, right now in the name of Jesus, just accept it. Maybe it's weird, but maybe you want to right where you are, lift your hands and, and just say, God, here I am. Heal me. Make me whole. Here I am. I empty out all this stuff, God. I empty it out all the places, all the things I've used to, to, to put in my life, but I empty it all out. Here I am, Jesus. Oh, Father, right now I can feel your presence reaching and penetrating hearts. I can feel it right now. I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I know this is silly. I know this is goofy. But I'm telling you right now, God's doing a work. God's doing a work. Don't stop. I'm going to turn off the broadcast now. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate you being patient with me today. I try to minister the words God has given to me. But don't just quit letting God talk to you just because you turn off this broadcast. Let God talk to you for the rest of the day. Let God minister to you and touch you. Maybe tonight... When all this is just a quiet time, he's going to show you, you don't have to live like this, but you can live whole if you'd let me heal you. I speak that word in Jesus' name. Let it find lodging in your heart. God bless you. Love you. Be safe. But more importantly, stay connected to Jesus. Stay engaged with Jesus and let the healer, let the healer bring healing and wholeness into your heart. God bless you.